Welcome to the official podcast for Shepherd University Athletics, and we're coming at you with that big horn energy. It's time for Beyond the Horns. Let's go. Welcome into episode 23 of Beyond the Horns. We're so excited to have y'all back for yet another episode. Um, yeah, that's the that's sound that I made inside as well. Um, it was just, you know, deep down inside, whereas it's bubbling over for Carlos. But um, yeah, excited to have y'all back. We are getting back into the full swing of things of sports. So first segment here, we're going to do our housekeeping items, talk a little bit about what went on this past weekend. And then we're going to have Becca Slattery, our assistant softball coach, Come on in the second segment, get to know a little bit more about her, um, and conveniently enough, they played some games this last weekend, so we'll yeah. talk a little bit about the softball program, but before we get there, and before we dive in, got to introduce my co-host, Carlos Calderon. Carlos, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Had a pretty good weekend, and um, finally got to witness some action here. We got to see our women's basketball team play a home game for the first time in over a year. Loved it. Loved the energy. We actually had to have uh, had the opportunity to have some fans in here, which was, you know, pretty nice. Um, no issues. So, overall success. Yeah, yeah. And now we have our second episode in a row where we can actually talk about action. Yeah. Talk about sports. Talk about our student athletes doing things other than practicing. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, man. So so what happened? I guess you can kick us off. You know what. Uh, 30,000-foot view. What happened over the last weekend here? So our softball team was at Glenville for the Glenville State Tournament. Mm -hmm. And let's see here. We played Hillsdale on Friday. Uh, Walked away with a W, 8-6. Season opening win. Yep, season opening win. And then on Saturday, we played Tiffin, another W, 5-2. And then later that day, uh, we played the University of Charleston, and we lost 0-3, which I know Slat's not going to be happy about. Yeah, and you know we'll talk to her a little bit later about the specifics, I suppose, but the one thing I have already heard in side conversations about that game is that they blanked us last year. Mm. So losing, you know, only losing by three, and I believe they only gave up, like we only gave up five hits or something like that. Oh, so, okay. you know, I guess... You know, moral victories are moral victories, but I think they kind of took that as, okay, that's... Another measuring stick. Yeah, like, okay, we're getting yeah. there. Gotcha. Um, and then they had, they were supposed to play two games on Sunday, the 28th. Um, Against Finley. Finley and West Virginia State, those were canceled because of rain. So, okay. we got like half of an opening slate for softball, I guess. Mm-hmm. Two wins, one close loss. Um, you know, what... Do you have any takeaways just from your side conversations with Coach Wesley or Becca or anything you, you saw or read um, about that opening tournament? Um, basically just that now we know what we need to work on. Yeah. You know, so that was the biggest kind of takeaway for me is, you know, we saw what we're good at, saw what we're not so great at, and now it's back to the drawing board. And it's, it's good for them because they can finally, like, work on what they need to and you know, kind of strengthen their weak areas, which is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, Becca said something to me actually earlier today in passing. Um, you know, sh- she said it. We look like we were 
a few games into our season, like our opening day game, mm-hmm. we look like we had already been playing, which is an encouraging, um, you know, thing for her. I'm sure her coach Leslie to see is coming from Beck. I'd, I'd yeah, for her to say that, I yeah. definitely believe it. Yeah, and you all get a taste of of what we're talking about later in the pod, but um, very serious about you know. Awesome, awesome person, funny person, but very serious when it comes to softball. So um, for her to say that, yeah, with her high standards, um, was pretty impressive. Yeah. Just real quick, running through um, the weekend, you know, Cameron Davis averaging 455 through the first uh, three games with five hits for 11 at-bats, one homer, four RBIs, or ribbies, as Carlos wanted me to say, <laughs> four ribbies, um, and 10 total bases, so a 909 slugging, so so Cameron led the way. Um, Tori Seymour also had a, had a great uh, three-game stretch, 333, with um, you know a few hits herself, two hits and six at-bats. And then the other homer that we had was actually hit by Ashley Berger, so... Um, she had one hit, three ribbies. There you go. And uh, that was her only hit on the weekend, though. So I mean, I guess if you're only going to get yard. yeah, if you're only going to get one on the weekend, you might as well just might as well score. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, obviously, offense only only paints um, parts of the picture when it comes to these sports. But um, you know, Cheyenne Van Pelt had from you know from everything I've been told a great. Um, a great three games, you know. Zero and one is the is, te- is the technical win loss, but uh, a one seventeen ERA. So um, in her six innings pitch, but then also you know Sarah Lamper and Katie Lang, those three kind of as a combination made it through all three of the games that we played. So you know, it looks to me like they're each taking. They all have uh, pretty similar um, you know innings that they pitched. You know, Cheyenne had six, Katie Lang had seven. And Sarah Lambert had eight innings total over the weekend. So, got kind of a committee out there pitching, yeah. and it sounds to me. And again, you know, I don't want to keep saying it, but you know, Becca's a pitcher. That's where, she, that's that's where she made her uh, her name for herself. So I'm sure she'll be able to add some things. But it looks to me, just sitting here in the butcher center reading the stat sheet, that we're uh, we're, we're trying to find maybe who that leader is. Um, Dude, but the committee, I, I love that. But but we're attacking <laughs> it. Committee. We're attacking it with a committee. Um, <laughs> so yeah, two and one start for Shepherd Softball. We'll get into more detail later. So we'll move on from that for right now, unless Carlos, you got something else to add. Uh, the only thing I'll add is Friday we're playing Mansfield doubleheader. Sunday now. Oh, Sunday. Now. Sunday. Okay. Yeah, they moved. They just moved it. So Sunday okay. at one and three, I believe. Okay. Um, Shepherd will be at home against Mansfield. They're actually on the road against Mansfield the day before. Okay. So gotcha. this weekend and pretty much every weekend from now on, um, we will you'll you, you know you'll have Shepherd baseball and softball, and then pretty soon lacrosse will be in the mix too. Of pretty much every weekend, you'll have something now whether they're home or away. It'll usually alternate with how the PSAC set up the schedule. Gotcha. But um, but yeah, man, they just moved out of Sunday, so don't don't knock Carlos for not knowing that it wasn't his <laughs> fault. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. Now let's switch gears a little bit to Shepherd basketball. You go ahead and take the take point on this one. Okay. So uh, we ended up winning on Saturday, eighty six to sixty one. I thought that you know in the beginning of the game, it looked like we were we needed to slow down a little bit. Yeah, uh, a lot of early turnovers. Um, you know, people just missing open teammates, things of that nature. So once we got settled in, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, we're definitely going to pull away. First quarter, 
um, 22 to 10, second quarter 22 to 9, and then third quarter is kind of what, you know, we came out at half, and this is always what, like, worries me when you have, a like, a nice cushion of a lead. You come out in the second half, and you kind of let your foot off the gas a little bit, which is obviously what we did. We got outscored in the third quarter 23 to 17. You know, they scored more in their third quarter than they did in the first and the second. Um, so, you know, they got they didn't really ever get back in the game. Uh, you know, we kind of kept them out of it the whole time, but definitely would love to see them, you know, keep their foot on the gas and cuz that's how you get better. Is like you don't look at the lead every quarter fresh fresh start. I think that's the best way to approach. Yeah, I mean, obviously way easier said than done. Yeah. But um yeah, I in that I feel like that happens fairly often, right? You're up by, what was it, 44 to 19? Did I do my math correct? At mm-hmm. halftime? Yeah. So, like, you know, you go in, you get a little bit of water, you get a little bit of kick your feet up. You know, obviously, Coach Eck doesn't want to hear that, but mm-hmm. or maybe she doesn't allow that. But, you know, it's easy. I guess my whole point is it's, it's easy to see, okay, we're beating these guys pretty bad. So then your mind starts to wander a little bit. Um, but I will say this, kudos to them. Fourth quarter, outscored. Shepard outscored Southern Virginia twenty-five to nineteen in the fourth quarter. So, yep. they kind of turned it around real quick and said, "Okay, now we're we're going to beat you what we should have beaten you." Stay by. down, right? Stay, stay down. down. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, another takeaway. You know, I'm not trying to be the guy who's always negative, but I like to look at the parts. Like, you know, we did win, but here's where we can get better. So, a couple more points I want to add. Um, Southern Virginia had twenty turnovers, and we had sixteen. So we're still turning the ball over a little bit too much, a little bit more than I would like to. Um, But, you know, we still came away with the win, which is great. And then the other thing which kind of caught us with Liberty is rebounding. So they had 36 rebounds, we had 38, and they had 12 offensive rebounds, which is still way too many, in my opinion. Another thing I want to talk about is Marley... Had 29 points, 9 of 15 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, and my favorite stat, 7 of 7 from the charity strike. You like seeing 100%, don't you? I love it. Free throws, man, That's those can win you ball games. Um, so she was 7 of 7, 4 rebounds, an assist, 5 steals. That's crazy. 5 steals? Oh my god. That's a couple steals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Abby Beeman had a double-double, 14 points, 12 assists, 3 rebounds, 5 turnovers. Not crazy about that, but, you know, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Pretty much everyone scored on the team except for one person. I mean, I think overall a pretty well-balanced diet of everyone. But, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, obviously apples and oranges a little bit, but it was encouraging to see, um... You know, what's that, 23 bench points? Right. Is that, did I do that math quickly? We had four the last game, which is what we talked about. Yeah, we had four last week, so you have 23 this week. So you're bringing that on a little bit. You know, um, I know Southern Virginia had a one bench player in double figures, so that, that, I don't know why they didn't play that person more, but that's just me. Yeah, what was their, um, I believe she had 15 points in 13 minutes, so why not play her 30 minutes? I would probably play it a little (laughs) bit more personally, but I'm not a coach. Um... But yeah, you know, that was big to see the bench kind of come through. And, you know, they got some more minutes too, which was big. 
Yeah. You know, I think every bench player, every single player in this game was in double digits as far as minutes. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, you're playing a, a Division three school, so, you know, you're allowed to do that a little bit or, or you know, right. it's it's less of a risk to do that. And it's good to get some of your freshmen and some of those bench players some more minutes. Yeah. Um, that was big to me. But, yeah, the thing that stood out to me was just, you know, you score 86 points, you're getting it from a few different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, the the trifecta, Marley, Sydney, and Abby, had uh, had their share. And then, you know, everyone else came through with some solid games. Like, what are we going to call them? Because there's three of them. I mean... I'm waiting on you to come up with a name. You're the nickname guy. Don't worry, Ram Nation. I'm going to come up with a good, like, a good nickname for them. Um, I think a while ago I was like, ah, oh, three-headed monster, but that's too generic. i got to come up with something for them. So I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. If anyone can do it, I know you can. I got um, you. I got you. But, yeah, man, I mean, I think it was just one of those, um, you know, one of those games where it never really was in any doubt. I mean, it started a little sloppy, a little slow, but, you know, again, I'll say this again, just like I said last pod, this was the second game that they played in, like, a year, man. Yeah. So, and, like, I don't know. This is just my opinion, and maybe it's not. Um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily have science behind it, but I feel like when you play a Liberty on the road, you have nothing to lose, right? So I feel like you just naturally play up, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and then when you play, you know, you're at home, and you're playing a Division three school, and I'm, I'm, there's no excuse, but I feel like it is possible to kind of let yourself coast a little bit. No, that doesn't, I'm not saying you, you disrespect your opponent. I'm not saying that at all, but you know, you kind of subconsciously are like, okay, like we should win this. Right. right. So, um, I was happy to see that, you know, second game and second game in a year. I mean, you could come out with some rust, you could come out sloppy and you could mess around and lose a game like that. Yeah. But we didn't, I mean, we came out and, you know, a little bit of a slow start, a little bit of a hiccup in the third quarter, but from every other minute in that game, domination. Absolutely. Just pure domination. So, um, yeah, it was a cool game to watch. And, um, you know, going off what you said earlier, it was cool to have some fans back in the butcher center and, um, just kind of feel normal again. Um, you know, everything I heard, you know, people were very happy. Um, even I just got an email before we press record from a SVU parent who said, you know, class act for Shepard for letting fans come and you guys did a good job. So whenever you get emails from people who don't have to email you, it's always a good thing. But, um, but yeah, man, good stuff. Can't wait for, uh, this coming week. Still trying to work out specifics, um, as to when that game is supposed to be, because there's been some changes with IUP and everything, but anything else you want to add on that front? No, man. Um, just I hope the girls keep it rolling, and I'm ready to get to the next game. Yeah, so make sure you check out shepherdrams.com and or our social media channels um, just to keep up to date with the schedule change and, and what's going to happen there. I know they're kicking around the idea of maybe playing later um, next week, so um, definitely check that out if it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, by the time you're listening, it'll be announced soon, so... Um, but yeah, man. So, any other housekeeping items you got besides before we get to quote, and then we get back on here? I'm ready for the quote. You got a good quote for us? Yeah, I got a good one. This one kind of stopped me in my tracks today. Uh, this is from author John Shedd. A ship is safe in harbor, but that is not what ships are built for. So, what I get from that is, mm-hmm. take the risk. If you're thinking about quitting your job and chasing a dream, do it. I'm telling you to do it. Unless you have a family to support. Oh, uh, then the, uh, the variable <laughs> then you starts might to add to, up. 
you might have to consult with your with your family, but with your boss. Yeah. Um, I feel like that makes sense, man. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I feel like that doesn't give you a life. Well, teach their own, right? You do what you want to do with your life, but I feel like it doesn't really give you a um, license. I guess to just go do whatever you want in the name of I'm living my life. <laughs> you ever seen the movie The per- The Perfect Storm? I mean, those guys took the little fishing boat way out there oh, and got a little yeah, greedy. Clooney? Yeah, got a little greedy. Yeah. And then try to, you know, and that, that's called just, like, taking too many risks. So yeah. if we're using this boat analogy, like, come on. You're little, you're <laughs> oh, little, you went literal with it. Oh, I went literal yeah, with went it. Literal. Your little fishing boat ain't going to be able to, <laughs> to hang out with those big waves. I mean, even, I remember the movie, man, even, like, the big container ships couldn't do it. So yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is I like the inspiration, but don't do dumb stuff, man. Don't, <laughs> don't just take risks. Oh, man, Carlos said I could quit my job and go... Live on the beach. I mean, yeah, you can, but I don't know. I'm sorry. I just want to try to poke a hole in your quote for once. <laughs> but I right. can't argue with it. It's, it's right. right. <laughs> Boats were meant to sail, man. Get out there and and sail. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. Uh, I feel like you've had better quotes. I mean, I'm not. It was a good quote. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sour the end of the first oh, segment with like hate. You're killing me. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I really liked it. I really like what it. Is, like, what's the first thing you think of personally when you hear that quote? Like, why did you like it so much? I mean, because that's what I did. I quit my job and I came back to school and I'm I'm a GA now and I don't make any money. Mm-hmm. So perfect storm. Yeah. For you. Except my ship's not going down. Ooh. <laughs> Radiation's all fired up I'm now. I'm getting that tuna. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? You are getting that tuna. <laughs> I feel like sometimes we just come up, like, we'll say something on the pod that is the perfect name. Like, if we were just titling our pods anything, this one would be called Get the Tuna. Yep. But people wouldn't understand what that means, and Ram Nation would stop listening to our podcast if we named it that, so we won't. But Carlos says, get your tuna. (laughs) Love it, man. All right, well, anything else you want to throw out there before we get Becca on? No, man, I'm ready to introduce her. Cool. Well, I'm going to go grab Becca. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back... Becca Slattery, assistant softball coach here at Shepherd, will be on to talk a little, about, a little bit about her, the softball program, including the recent success from last weekend, kind of the outlook for the rest of the year, etc. And, uh, and maybe we'll have some fun with some of this or that, like we always do, and just have an enjoyable second segment. So let me go grab her. We get back. We'll bring her on. Ram Nation, gear up with the latest styles at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com the official online team store for Shepherd Athletics. Help support your Rams by purchasing gear for every member in your crew at shepherdramsteamshop.com. Again, that's shepherdramsteamshop.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Beyond the Horns. I just walked across the hall and pulled in our special guest, assistant softball coach Becca Slattery. What's up, Becca? How you doing? Good, Carlos. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us a little bit. We want to introduce you to Ram Nation and kind of get a peek behind the softball curtain and see what's been going on this year. Sounds good. Well, we started out, we just went to the Glenville tournament, and we were supposed to play five games, but we got three in, mm-hmm. and we're, our current record is two and one. So it was a good start. <laughs> well... You know, how we want to start this stuff usually is we want to get to know a little bit about you and just get a little bit of background before we start getting into like the finer details. So I'll start it off with the most simple question. Where are you from originally? 
I'm from Berks County, PA, which is like southeastern, like close to Philly, but not Philly. Okay. Ish area. <laughs> the Philly-ish area. Yeah. Like there's Philly, but then there's like the little like bubble outside that people are like, oh, I'm from Philly because most of the time people don't know like where Douglasville is from. Like that's my town. People don't know where that is. So if somebody asks you, you normally just say, Near I'm Philly. from Philadelphia area. Right outside. Yeah. Or I just say Berks County because it's a bigger than my hometown. Yeah. Is, so. like, I know the feeling. I At this point, I stop telling people where I'm from. I'm like, do you know where this is? Which is usually like Hancock, Maryland, because mm-hmm. everyone knows where that is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm five minutes from there. Oh. But I'm from PA, so, you know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to let people know where you're actually from. Yeah. You got you to gotta paint the scene a little bit better. Yeah. I get it. I do. I get it. I say Reading. I say, if you know where Reading, Pennsylvania is, I'm 20 minutes outside of there. And they're like, oh, I've heard of it. Like, there's a pagoda. That's about it. (laughs) A pagoda? Like an actual pagoda? Like a real pagoda, yeah. But I don't know that it's actually being used for anything. Wait, what's a pagoda? It's just, it's like this old Chinese structure. It, like, stands up really tall and it has pretty lights on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. An unused pagoda in Reading? (laughs) Am I tracking here? I mean, you this is kind of like yeah. put a Chinese restaurant in there. Honestly, you should. It's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if, if Becca wants to leave coaching and uh, get into the Chinese food mm, business, no, then... definitely not. Nope. Okay. Well, there, <laughs> there goes there goes that dream. So, Becca, let's say we went back home with you for like a weekend. Okay. What is like? What are some things you would like take us to do? Like, what's some things that we would do for fun? There are good places to eat, but we'd probably have to go to Shady Maple because that's like the Amish, like the Amish country. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. Like, the, seriously, I'm telling you, the Amish have the best food. They do, they do. I'd, we'd probably go out that way, or we could go the opposite direction. Like, I'll say, like more towards like city life. We could go to like. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> a Sixers game. Kinda. Yeah, like we <laughs> could do like a day trip to Philly <laughs> technically, but I don't know if we'd be able to see anything because of COVID. So oh, we yeah, have to stay that's outside. Right. But I, I can't know, get over the shady maple. Shady maple. <laughs> I don't know why that name is <laughs> That's literally it, it's it called, can mean so many it's things. Called shady maple. Oh, it's not the shady maple? Because no, I was like that can no, be, that can go no, so many different no, directions. No. The shady no. maple. Like it depends on like what you're looking for. Okay. So there's a variety of things, luckily. So if we went home with you, we would either go to the Shady Maple or no, we'd no, go to Philly. It's just Shady Maple. I'm calling it the Shady <laughs> okay. Maple, okay? Go That's s- it? That's all we would do? Amish. I mean, I feel like you guys aren't big on shopping, like, so I don't know. Uh, it depends. It depends. What are we shopping for? I don't know. Depends on what you want to shop for, because we have the Limerick outlets, too. So, like, if you're into shopping, you could go there. So, like, growing up, all you did was... I played softball when I grew up. I didn't... You didn't didn't do anything? No, I just... Yeah, like, I played travel ball, so, like, I was never really home that often. Interesting. Yeah, like, we were always traveling. We were in New Jersey, Maryland, sometimes Florida. It's random. Hardly home, but always repping. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But you still consider it home. Yeah. Even though you were never there. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I'm not, I'm not just passing judgment. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. trying to understand. Okay. Yeah. You know. So, all you did growing up was play softball. So, it would be tough for you to show us what to do at your hometown. Mm. 
No, but like, there's not that much to do, I guess. It's like... Is it like Carlo, where Carlos is from, where there's like one stoplight? There is no stoplight. Oh, sorry. There's no yeah, stoplight. There's, they got axed. There's a couple stoplights, but they're not... It's like a stop sign and then a stoplight. Like, it's not... Okay. I could go into downtown Birdsboro, but that's not... I mean, there's a Rita's there and a pizza place, and that's it. Wow. Mm. See, that's just so foreign to me, because I grew up in like a big town, so I just can't imagine like not having anything to do. I think I'd be overwhelmed if we had so much stuff to do, because I'd be like, oh, we're doing that, like... I'd be like, this is too much, like, too much, too much at one time. I'd be on sensory <laughs> overload. We had everything we needed in the backyard, because we have a pool, and I have a pitching mound in the backyard, so, like, if I had to practice, I could. Now I got hot, jump in the pool, like... Dang. Yeah. Okay. It was a good deal. So talk to us a little bit about playing softball, since that was kind of the big, like, focus of your life. When did you start? Like, how, kind of your journey up to, like, maybe up through college? Sure. I mean, I started travel ball, I think... 11 that sounds about right and then the first team I played on I actually didn't play that much because I was still like brand new to it and like we were still little but then they were like oh well like we need a pitcher I was like I'll try but like I don't and then I figured out that I did like it so I pursued lessons then and essentially took lessons through high school and the whole recruiting aspect of it was really like I didn't want to go too, too far away from home, but, like, far enough that, like, I felt independent from my family, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like it does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, through the recruiting process, like, it was actually really cool, like, just the whole journey of it, like, because I did, I traveled everywhere. Like, we literally went all over the place, and, like, if a school showed interest, they'd be like, hey, like, come for a visit, or come visit our campus, or, like, come talk to us as the coaches, or whatever the case was, so, like... We really, like, my mom was with me the most time because my dad worked. And my sister didn't like sports, so she really didn't want to be drug along if she didn't have to. But, like, it was a good time. And then, um, I actually, Lock Haven wasn't on the radar for me until one of my teammates, like, she was committed to go there. And then they saw me when they were watching her. So that's how I kind of got into contact with them. And then, like, I went up there, and I was like, oh, man, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, just the being outdoorsy and like away from people but like kind of near people like it was good so I was like man this is it and then the rest is history I guess because I started playing there so was that kind of the selling point for Lock Haven to you like definitely the like atmosphere like and the geographic region around it I do like the mountains and stuff so like I was very comfortable there but it was definitely like the team atmosphere too because like they, when I went for my visit, they were like, oh, yeah, like, this is great. And, like, they, like, found fun things to do on the weekends where it was like, oh, we're going to go, like, we're, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it was such a variety of things. Like, they're like, oh, we're going to go to Williamsport for the weekend or, oh, we're going to do this this weekend or we're going to, like, they hung out as a team, which I really liked because it was, like, a family atmosphere. So you really had, like, a family away from home kind of deal. Hmm. So and their field was great. The field was great? Yeah, I like their field. Hmm. I know it's in a bowl, but it was a nice field. I was going to say, Lock Haven has a really unique setup, yes. in my opinion. Because it's like, what, football's at the top, and then below it is softball, and then what is field hockey? Or like, there's, is there like a band field or like intramural field between them? No? It's, I've only well, been there once. I guess once, it's, like, it's so. like a throwing for the throwers. It's like gotcha. the, 
Yeah. And then field hockey's below that. Yes. It's really cool. It's like steps almost. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, what do you? Maybe you didn't get far enough. But I was just always curious. Was there like in before Lockhaven? Was there another school that you were like, that's where Close. I want to go? Or did you not get far enough in the process before they uh, hopped in? Kinda. I was looking at Kutztown too. And it got kind of weird then, because, like, I was like, oh, like, maybe I should stay closer to home, or, like, but I, f- I knew, I think, deep down that Lock Haven was the right place at the end of the day, so that's where So you're very versed in PSAC schools, mm-hmm. which f- makes you a good fit now, because mm-hmm. that's the conference that we are in. Um, what kind of things, like, what was your thing to do in Lock Haven? I mean, I know you played softball, and that's... And you went to school, right? That dominated. But, but what did you do? You kind of mentioned a few things that you did as a team, but, like, what mm-hmm. did you like to do in Lock Haven? Personally, yeah. okay, so there's a couple things. One, Ice Shack. Best place to go because they were, I think, some type of, like, Mennonite kind of deal, but their ice cream and pretzels, man, they were to die for. <laughs> I'm not even playing. It was the best place. And then on top of that, I would say on our days off like when we weren't having games or like we didn't have practice just honestly just driving around and like going to bald eagle state park or like going into renovo or like wherever we were going or heiner there was a place called heiner peak it was literally at the top of a mountain like really nice overlook like just driving around honestly because it was just nice area so yeah and you were there for four years yes sir how much better were you your senior year than you were your freshman year? Um. Yes, I love it. I, I love the questions that make people go, wait. Um, well, I would say I was definitely had more experience my senior year just with postseason play because we had gone a couple times since my freshman year. Um, but I, I would say probably experience-wise, that's really what made me better, not necessarily like any physical... Obviously, I got stronger, you know, since freshman year, but I would say just the mental side and, like, being able to grow from that aspect definitely made me better mm-hmm. in the long run. Makes sense. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. You you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're comfortable on campus. I was You become the leader on the team. By the time you're there, you just go out there and perform, right? Yeah. Okay. When uh, was there, a, like, talk to us about the whole coaching thing, like, was there a time that it kind of like a light bulb moment where it was like, I want to be a coach, or was that always the plan? Um, that was kind of always the underlying plan. Well, I lie. The original underlying plan was I don't want to get out of softball because this is what I'm really good at, and I kind of want to make that a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. then I would probably say, like, when I had to pick my major, they had sport administration, so I was like, oh, well, you could do a lot of things with that, like whether it's the compliance side or, like, game management stuff or coaching or like they even said that we could go and be like lawyers for like professional athletes and I was like yeah we'll see (laughs) but I would say probably like closer to the end of my career probably like junior senior year it was really like solidified like this is like I'm good at this and like I can make this a career path for myself so I was like yeah we'll go with it and that's what we did we took our the my senior year for grad classes is what I was in because I was in grad school my senior year. We did, um, I got an internship with Westchester. And then after that, like, going around with her all summer, 
from the coaching aspect and like recruiting and like stuff like that I was like oh this is actually like really fun and I can talk to people and like do what I'm good at kind of thing so that's what we went with hmm. and here we are now at Shepherd, assistant <laughs> coach <laughs> so I guess what would you say that you found in coaching that you like the most I think being able to work with young athletes and watch them grow, like, I could say, I mean, we didn't really have a season last year, but even from last year in the 10 games we did get to play, like, our freshman class who are now sophomores, like, they've just grown so much, like, as people and as athletes, and, like, being able to say that I was a part of that, like, when they graduate then is, like, kind of special, so, like, yeah, so you kind of, like, watch them grow up into good people. Gotcha. So, like, building... Or being a part of, like, personalities and as people grow yeah, is your favorite like, part? Yeah, just being part of their journey, you know? Like, they could love me or hate me, but at the end of the day, like, Coach Slat was part of my journey, so. I'm sure they feel both of those things. <laughs> depending <laughs> on the I love, I personally love when you're, like, kind of hard on them. Cause, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. You, you Sometimes you don't get to see coaches, like, show that side, but... You do, which is great, because, like, your competitiveness, like, obviously you were competitive as a player, but, like, you bring it over to your coaching style, too, which is which is great. I do get nervous about that sometimes, though. I'm like, man, are they going to, like, get mad at me? But then I'm like, meh, they'll get over it. I feel like they, might get, <laughs> I feel like they would get mad maybe, like, in the short term, but then as long as you're, as long as, like, you have the right intent and why you're mad at them, then eventually they'll be, like, they'll be thankful, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I would say it always comes from a good place. Like I'm, it's never like nasty. It's always like because I know that they're capable of better. Like I'm trying to push you to be better yes. because I know you can be. So stop being lazy, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, or whatever the case is. Like except for it, all you hear in our offices are sh- screaming from that. Never. Andy, That's making it better. <laughs> Andy called you a angry pitcher lady. The one time. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's too much. It's, it's true. Just like angry. Just angry coach. <laughs> angry coach. So, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, you played at Lock Haven. You did, you said you did an internship at Westchester. Mm-hmm. Bridge the gap for us then from, like, that moment to how you ended up here at Shepherd Because it is kind of random. It is random. And the bridge, honestly, I don't know how it was built, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was there. Sometimes so. that's how it happens, I guess. <laughs> I was wrapping up at Westchester, and... I feel like I we were basically done, but I was, like, just hanging around basically for the rest of the summer just because I really didn't have a job yet, was still kind of looking. I had applied to a couple different coaching jobs, and I interviewed at one school in Tennessee, and then that ended up falling through. But I think that was for the better because that was also, like, 18 hours away from home. Ooh. And I was like, that was probably a little bit further than I wanted. And then it ended up that Coach Shannon actually called me, and she was like, hey, like, Shepard has an opening for an assistant coach. Do you have any interest? And I was like, heck yeah, they kicked us out of regionals. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. So I came down here and interviewed with Marissa, and then she seemed to like me, and it worked out. And then I went and interviewed with Chauncey and Mel, and they seemed to like me. So then that's, I think, by September I was actually here officially, so... Yeah, flimsy bridge, but it's feels connected. like year, it feels like years ago. Yeah, with all the COVID stuff, it feels like Becca's been here for like a solid five years. I know. Is that just me? No, yeah. it definitely does. When really it's been like what a year and a half? 
Yeah, I don't even Almost. Think. Yeah. It, it feels that way for all of us. I mean, I've only been here going on two years, and Andy, you've been here about the same time. Mm-hmm. We're only a couple months apart. That's crazy. Yeah. But it feels like Becca's been here five <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. So, again, like we've heard many times on the pod, the um, the network of who you know is yeah. big. I mean, you have to have the skills, right? Like, you had to, yeah. you had to interview well and, like, yeah. prove that you know what you're talking about. But, like, yeah. the only reason why you got in that chair was because oh, of the relationship that you've already built where yeah. you were before. Yeah. So, you know, just... Can you the back of your minds? Yeah, relationships are key. Build them. So, you got here, you said September... You probably, it was like a normal, those are back in the normal times. Yeah. Right. So everything started to, to, you know, you get, got your feet under you and then mm-hmm. obviously went into last year and then um, the, uh, that COVID stuff yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about what that was like, like first from like a softball perspective, like especially with you kind of being new and like being excited mm-hmm. to like help lead this team into the PSAC and then also like... Just being in, in your chair, being brand new, and then all of a sudden the carpet's kind of ripped out or the rugs ripped out from under you. Yeah. What's, what's, what's <laughs> the it? carpet's ripped the out carpet. from under you. You know, I feel like in this case, like the whole carpet. I feel like in this case, maybe carpet is the actual right way yeah, to say maybe. what COVID was. Maybe. Like it wasn't just the rug. Yeah. The carpet was ripped out yeah, from under The you. whole floor just fell out. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? Uh, getting down here, it was definitely like, I was definitely nervous a little bit, but I was also like really excited because... Like, Marissa has already established a very good program, so, like, I knew the kids were competitive and, like, I guess in spirit, so I was like, oh, well, this is good, and a couple of them have, like, I know the older girls, the, our one super senior and the seniors, they've played against me, so, like, they knew very well who I was, where, like, the younger kids were like, who, like, who are you kind of thing, um, so I guess trying to establish, like, hey, like, I I can help you guys, like, I know what I'm talking about as far as, like, pitching and, like, softball in general, and they took to it very well, like, they weren't, like, I don't want to say disrespectful, they're not disrespectful people, but, like, because of our, my age difference between them and I, I think with the oldest, it's only about two years, Mm -hmm. but they still, like, respected me as if I were, like, 30 or whatever the case is, you know, um, so that was actually very comforting when I came down on that and um you know we were getting really ramped up last year like we were gonna have our bumps in the road for sure because like you know we had a new set of people like starting on the field so we got about 10 games in and like we're like all right like we're definitely gonna have to like fight like tooth and nail for everything which is fine like we're here for it um but when they made the COVID call like when we weren't allowed to travel that was literally the day before we were going to leave for spring break. I remember So we that. told them in the weight room, <laughs> and I cannot tell you, like, I get uncomfortable when people cry. I will be honest. So they all started crying, and I was just like, oh, no, what do I do? Because, <laughs> like, at that point, at that point, like, we could have, like, like, we could, like, hug and be like, hey, it's okay. But, like, now you would do that and be like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah, right. But it was really hard to see them because, like, they have been working so hard, and that just got taken away. And then we literally lost, like, an entire season and, like, couldn't scrimmage, couldn't do anything. So it was almost frustrating, too, but I honestly think that's what is making them practice even harder now because when we opened up last weekend down in Glenville, like, 
they played like it wasn't their first game. Like they looked like they had been playing for a while, even though it was their first game. So I think just being able to get back out at it is really great. But like it puts different perspective on wow, this can be taken away from me. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, but I'm same. Well playing. Yeah, but same here. You know, like because I thought, oh, like I'm gonna have a whole year of coaching. I got ten games of experience, and that was it. And I was like. Well, I didn't really gain the experience I was hoping for, but, I mean, then from the administrative side, I actually ended up learning a lot, so that was good. Yeah, I mean, even though, yeah, I was going to say that, like, the coaching maybe is behind of where you should be at this point, but, mm-hmm. like, COVID was a, was a whole experience that yes. nobody had experienced before anybody, right. so you're able to kind of get some experience with that. Now, I mm-hmm. feel, I could be crazy, but I feel like when things kind of get back to what normal was, mm-hmm. I feel like we all will attack problems a little bit differently because I would like to think, maybe I'm being too optimistic, that most of our problems when we get back to normal will not be as big of a deal as COVID was. So right. different yeah. perspective and, you know, different attitude when you attack those problems because you could always, you can literally say, I've been in worse. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. So, you know, this year with, we have, like, a lot of different, like, protocols and everything for COVID. What's, like, what do you think is the biggest challenge for you as a coach? Um, I know there's a lot of them, but, you know, you want to elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Um, the good thing is, like, we do have to wear our masks, obviously, but, like, when we're playing, like, this past weekend, they were allowed to take them off when they were between the lines on the field, which is good because... At your positions, you're pretty much six feet, ten feet away from everyone, so that was nice. And they would, it was a sense of normalcy for them. Um, I think the hardest part, though, honestly, is probably figuring out like how to feed them. <laughs> and I say that, and I say that, I say that with so serious because this weekend especially, um, listen to me, because hilarious. you can't like we can't eat. In restaurants, like, we aren't allowed to sit down and dine in, and we also cannot eat on the bus. So we're like, (laughs) what do we do? So when we get our food, like, you know, we have to send... I mean, we make things happen, too. Like, it was raining when we came home, so we did end up having to eat on the bus. But, like, having to prepare everyone's order and get it, like, ready by the time we're done, so that way they can eat and we don't have to, like, stress about it, like, it's crazy. That and then, like... I don't know what else. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. Like, the masks aren't great, but, like, the background stuff, like, when you're not playing, like, where we're going to stay, how we're going to get there, what we're going to eat kind of thing is a different level of And before, that never used to really be a problem at all. Like, you would look forward to, like, you know, getting your food and be able to eat with everybody, and now it's an an issue. Yeah, being able to sit down and, like, be like, oh, like like talk about the game afterwards like now you, you can do that but like it's not at like a sit-down time it's like you text about it on the bus or whatever mm-hmm. she said the biggest issue was feeding them yeah <laughs> that's so the way it's the way I mean, you said it. i understand it now but when he said that all i could think of was like farm animals <laughs> and i was like this is this is terrible like where are we no, going no, in the trough. No, no. Put them in the trough. Um, that makes sense, though, like, the ops stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, you can make that argument, I think, for all of our jobs. Like, yes. The, like, stuff that used to be run-of-the-mill or just, like... Yeah, and you take it for granted, like, and yeah. how easy it was. And, yeah, like, I, I mean, so, like, ops is not easy right. in general. Like, 
but it's easier, mm-hmm. way easier. Used to be way easier than it is now. I mm-hmm. mean, now it's like everything you think about, there's a problem, mm-hmm. or like there's a whole another set of variables you have to think about now. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I could see how that would be tough, especially for you guys. You know, two man coaching staff. Yeah. What well, takes two people at least to coach the actual softball yeah. and deal with the personal pro- you know problems and the development of the players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you throw ops on top of that, and then yeah. COVID ops at that. Yeah. I can see how it would be difficult. Yeah, for sure. So talk about, you know, this past weekend in Glenville. You touched on it a little bit. Like, it looked like they were a couple games in. Um, what was, like, some of your takeaways from being down there? Like, maybe some positive things you saw, maybe some things you guys need to work on? Yeah, um, like I had said, they played like it wasn't their first game. Like, they went out very confident, which is always, like very inspiring because that means like hey like they're ready like and I think like Marissa and I were stressing because we're like man like we want to make sure we give them like every situation opportunity like it practices to make sure like we're not forgetting anything and like we could only prepare them so much until we started playing so when we got there and they were doing everything like well and like it wasn't their first time we were like oh well like this is great like clearly like what we've been doing is working so that was really like hmm. encouraging to see um our pitchers were great they were hitting their spots and everything and I was like oh we love that we love that <laughs> <laughs> and then hitters they were they were pretty aggressive right away too which I think was helpful because scoring first was um usually a good thing yes yes so I'm just I'm just shocked because I've never heard Becca say our pitchers were great. Before. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, listen, I I do I I set realistic expectations and I do try to be hard on them because I know what they're capable of. So sometimes, you know, like when we're doing drills and stuff, like I do expect them to like hold themselves accountable and they do a very good job of that. I will say that. Like they do and they're always like, "Hey, like I missed my spot. Like I do have to fix it because that's what I've been trying to teach them is honestly you can get away with some stuff as a pitcher like if you throw a wrong pitch but it hits a different spot like you can get away with that but it's the stuff where like any like attention to detail that you forget like it could come back and bite you like if you walk the first batter chances are good they might score so we I do try very hard with them to you know be mindful on the mental side of the game not just the physical side of not just being able to hit your spots, but, like, how to bounce back from a walk or, like, how to bounce back if someone hits a home run off you kind of thing. So, but they showed resiliency, too, I think, because the weather wasn't great. So Friday it rained Mm -hmm. through, I think, innings four through six, and they did still an excellent job of spinning the ball and, like, moving it off of the middle of the plate. So they were, they really did a great job. So I was very pleased with that. I love it. I love the Dang. positivity. Wow. I love the positivity. like it. Um, okay, kind of a loaded question, but I'm just curious. So if you don't want to answer, that's fine. But, like, who were a couple players who shined over the weekend? I know it's tough as a coach to be like, pick. I'm not asking you to pick your favorites. I'm just saying, like, yeah. like give Ram Nation kind of a taste of maybe who shined this first weekend and some people to maybe keep our eyes on as we advance to the rest of the season. Oh, man. I know, it's kind of tough. But, again, I'm not asking you, like, yeah. your favorite. I'm saying who no, performed well. Right, right. Well, Ashley Berger hit a home run, so that was always yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I would say our our whole pitching staff, so Sarah Lamper, Cheyenne Van Pelt, Katie Lang, they all did a great job of keeping us in every game and doing great. Um, I'm trying to think. Man, 
I, mean, I feel like I got a shout out to everyone because everyone did well, but uh, yeah, we'll start with those for now and then just stay tuned for the rest. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned for the rest. <laughs> well, in our in our intro segment that we did, we did go through like the weekend with some stats and stuff. So um, we just gave the number, the, the story that the numbers tell, but I was mm-hmm. just curious if there was from a coaching, like you were actually there and you're actually with these players on a daily basis if there was mm-hmm. um, a different angle. But those were some of the people we highlighted too. So okay. I feel like Carlos and I are essentially coaches. Um, <laughs> well, isn't that the case? Like if for some reason both of us coaches should go down, you two are the backups. Yep. I feel like it's Chip because Chip <laughs> used to be a softball coach, right? Yeah, that's true. And then you'd be the assistant. Okay. I'd be like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to throw strikes. <laughs> and then Carlos would be like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to hit dingers and run. Yeah. That would be the extent of our coaching. Jeez. Substitutions, I got nothing. Can eat. Who wants to play? Is this like rec league? Like who wants it? You want next? Anyways. Anyways. Okay. Um, so this past weekend, two and one, good stuff. You know, didn't play the full um, schedule that we wanted to, but at least we got to play and get out yes. there, right? Yes. Now we turn our focus to this weekend, which already has some changes coming to it. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds to me, last I heard, and you correct me if, if I'm behind the times, but Saturday's games are postponed when we were supposed to go up north to Mansfield. Correct. And then the game that, that Mansfield was supposed to play here on Friday, mm-hmm. but they're switching that to Sunday. Yes. Doubleheader, one yep. and three. Yep. So thoughts on the, the series, if you will, against Mansfield coming up? Oh, we're looking forward to it. I mean, they're a scrappy team, so, you know, very competitive, I'd say. So we're looking forward to being just as competitive and hopefully jumping on to the scoreboard first and trying to crack their weaknesses before they crack ours, I guess, mm-hmm. is the best way to... What, uh, is, is that the key to getting the dub on both games, is scoring first? Or like, what do you think we need to do to win both games this weekend? We need to score runs to win the game. Okay, John Madden. Okay, John Madden. John Madden here. That's the best answer ever. <laughs> I really, I think that's a lazy answer. It's a great no, philosophy. I feel like the question no. was a good question. I'm being honest. Like, I'm what being do we need to do? I'm being honest as well. I do think we do need to score first and, like, from the get-go and hopefully, you know, continue to score runs throughout the game. Because that's how you're gonna win. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'll go back and I will say I think Carlos and I could easily be coaches now. I'm yeah. changing. I'm changing my my tune on this. Score. Score more than them, and we win. Okay. That's the game plan. Well, I, you Score. know, I was trying to take a stab well, and, just and, take and adjustments that. too. Like you have okay, to be able to adjust. Okay, now we're getting into it a little bit. Okay, so you have to be able to adjust. You know, if something's not working, but if you come out aggressive and confident, and you get on the scoreboard first, chances are good that things are going to go our way. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to be ready to go. See, that's a better answer. Like, that's what I was going for. Because I was like, when you ask most coaches that question, they're like, okay, well, you know, we need to really, you know, focus on our pitching. We need to hit this and that hey, and that and that. it's only Wednesday. We are we still got plenty of time before we got to figure out what we need. Okay. <laughs> they don't know yet. But we, we do, know. We but, do know, but we're like... We gotta hone in on exactly what we need. Like oh, everything can be. So we're at like improved. the thirty thousand foot mark right now. We're getting in. It's Wednesday. Get to like ten thousand feet a day. <laughs> By the time Sunday comes, we'll know exactly what we need to do. I yes. love it. Okay. Yes. Okay. What um? I guess I'll finish the questions with you know what's kind of your outlook for the year. I mean, obviously, we're excited at this point, but mm-hmm. um, you know, 
maybe some big games that, that Rambation could circle of, to follow along with, or just yes. kind of what's your general outlook on this season um, and our expectations? Well, you should follow every game because no games are guaranteed, you know? Sure. So that's where I'll start with that. But the plan, or the goal, I should say, is to take it honestly week by week and, like, you know, in order to get into the PSAC tournament this year, like, they're only accepting eight teams in total. So to there's four in the East and four in the West. So to make sure we're one of those four teams in the East in the final tournament, you know, like, we do have to have a winning record, but instead of looking at the outcome and where we need to be, we're going to start with what's in front of us. So this weekend it's to play and hopefully do well against Mansfield and then just kind of take it week by week after that and see what happens. So there's not one team on your schedule where you're like, man, I... Oh, there is, but like... Okay. You tell us who it is. Oh, man. I'd said we're supposed to go week by week, but if we're really jumping ahead, I would say probably Westchester. We're looking to take one off of them. Love it. There it is. I love Circle it. Westchester on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos, man, any other questions you have before we switch over to this or that? Nope. All right, we're going to play some this or that. Oh, man. Ask you, you, and Carlos, and you guys can answer. Um, we have a couple for you. So if you're ready, we'll dive into it. Heck yeah. Um, would you rather age from the neck up? Or the neck down only. Oh man, <laughs> that is so bad. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, I don't like that question. Can we skip that? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so either age from either my face ages or the rest of my body ages. Right. Exactly. Ew. <laughs> Carlos, you want to go first? Yeah, you go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll go first. I don't, I don't um, know. Let's do. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Let's do the. Who picked these? neck down? Let's do the neck down. You want to keep that that face? You no, I want to keep the the body. Oh, so you would rather yeah. age yeah. from because I'll be. Up. I don't want like any hip replacements or anything. Yeah, like you that. know, I think I'm with Carlos on that because if I have to keep like pitching at practice, I need to be able to pitch yeah. at practice. So you're like my face can be. I mean, this mug. I'm worried about it. It they can it can go. <laughs> okay. So you both would rather age from the neck up rather than the neck down. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. face. You yeah, want your the face. face. I yes. want the face to <laughs> age. <laughs> Number two, would you rather drink all of the half-finished drinks in the bar at the end of the night or eat all the half-finished food? Half-finished food. I'm a foodie. That's how it works. The drinks. I mean, because my thing is the food. I mean, oh, there but, could be some nasty. Yeah, but you know, it yeah. depends on what bar it is because some bar food is real good. And some true. people are like, oh, I drank too much. I can't eat all this. So there could be a whole plate of like wings or something just sitting there untouched. I feel like drinks are like, you know, kind of universal. <laughs> At, at bars, like, they stay roughly the same, depending on what you, you know. I just think of, like, bottles of, like, warm beer that's been sitting out all night. Yeah. Oh, man. That just going to have to no, pray for the best. No, no, food. <laughs> and, like, at least with food, you can see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, okay. T-shirt on, though. You guys, mm. together, we'll close the place down. One yeah, does right. food, one doesn't drink. <laughs> Um, number three, who would you want to narrate your life story? Anthony Hopkins or Morgan Freeman? 
Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I like his for voice. For sure. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Do you Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Yes. Basically, that would be your life. Yeah. You're Andy Dufresne. That's fine. <laughs> let's just like leave the murder in jail and stuff out. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's uh, leave all that out. Yeah, let's leave, le- let's leave all that stuff out. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Okay. Yeah. Good 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 to know. Um you, Carl, did you only give me three this week? Yeah, only three, man. I wanna come up with I wanna like try to come up with a tough one. I mean yeah, that on those the, the, the first one was tough. Yeah, that was terrible. On the fly. Yeah, mm. do one. Just make up one. Darn Andy. Oh, I pick these every week. Go ahead. You pick these, but you have days to pick them. I have seconds. That's okay. I feel like we've done some classic ones. We have. Would you? Okay. I think I got one. Would you rather be able to be invisible or be able to teleport? Ooh. Ooh, that's sneaky. I don't know. Teleport for me. No question. Why? Wouldn't have to drive anymore. Ooh, I could be good. on time no matter what. Dang. That's a good point. Like I'm going to have to go with Carlos on that one. Invisible would be cool if you're like trying to be a prankster, but like, I don't need to be invisible for that. So. Yeah. Or if you're a thief. I'll teleport. <laughs> well, in theory, I mean, if you could teleport anywhere you wanted to be, it depends because if you could like instantaneously teleport as much as you want, in a way, you could be invisible. Yeah. This is true. Because you could just like constantly be teleporting to the next place. What's that movie where, uh, what's his name can teleport wherever he wants? You know what I'm talking about though? I know, like... It, like he's in Rome at the yeah, yeah, yeah. Coliseum. Yeah, and yeah, that's like the, That's like the movie cover, right? It's like him on a pyramid or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, I know what movie you're talking about. Jumper. Jumper. Jumper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I always, I, like for that question, I always answered invisible because I feel like you could do, it would take longer, but you could do anything... Like, if you were like, I would want to teleport from here to, like, Paris for the weekend, that's cool. You could just... Hop on a plane. Hop on a plane, you're invisible, like, no one will see you. You just stand... I mean, it would take longer, but you could technically <laughs> do it and still get away with it. That's true. That's true. So then it's like, what stuff... But again, if, if you could... If it was like, you can teleport three times a day, I think you got to choose invisible. Because then you can do all that same stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I can teleport as much as... This is what I think about every day. <laughs> Well, you didn't put a cap on the teleportation, right. so I'm going to say that. <laughs> There's no cap on the teleportation, then I feel like that's the right answer. Yeah, for sure. But that was always a fun one, because I feel yeah. like it gets... I tell Carly all the time, I'm like, man, I wish I could teleport. Because now i got to drive, like, two hours, or, Here's you know, the thing. we drive, like, six hours to get to the beach. Like, I don't want to do that. Would your music consumption go down, though? Like, music... Because that's what you do in the car, right? You're driving the beach, you're, you got your tunes, you're checking out the new stuff coming out. Uh, Becca's well, saying no. Honestly, I only really listen to music when I'm at, like, the gym. You don't listen to music or... when you drive over to Shepherd Sound every day? <laughs> I mean, I... Zero? I do, but, like, I you just, know, I just put on, like... Some people prefer to drive in silence. Yeah, I just put on, like... That's fun. Classic rock or something and just, you know... But Carlos is the music man. Yeah, I do. So like I just music. assume that you were like checking out new tracks as you were on your way over here. The car rides, unless I'm in like my other car that has Bluetooth, I don't really like get on the sticks very much. Hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Becca, do you do you listen to warm up music still as a coach, or are you too busy? <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, so example for this weekend, like I listen to music like when I woke up, but like. I will say that is the biggest difference, though, and I know my age gap, again, I'm going back to the age gap here, I know it's not that big, 
but a lot of the kids that I coach are like two thousand babies. Mm-hmm. So they listen which is weird to think so about. So they listen to like old Justin Bieber, which I would never listen to as a warm up. <laughs> and it's pretty crazy. Cause they're like, I don't think they're you'd really, listen to new Justin Bieber no, as a warm up. They're like jamming out and I'm like, What? When I think of Becca's warm up like when you were a player, just from what I know and like the trophies I've this seen and the awards me. that I've seen. Oh, I know me. it will. I know it will. Motley Crue kickstart my Exactly. Like that's what I <laughs> that's what I see. Like with the with the, with the uh, ear, like the beats in, the sunglasses on. Yeah. yeah. Not talking to a soul. That's funny. But I bet you it's like country, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was a mix of stuff. But I will say, when I was younger, I actually I listened to Elvis Presley before games, which sounds weird. I know, crazy. I've never heard that one before. That's, That's interesting. Cool. But it would go kind of like from Elvis Presley into like, I don't know. I guess like electric, like stuff with like high like beats and stuff. Cause like get you moving. Yeah, I have to listen to stuff that's fast. Like sometimes when our team's lifting, they listen to like driver's license or some sad song and i'm like this is depressing like how do you listen to this we gotta fix that yeah, yeah. i know i definitely would but think like, like I, 80s hair band for becca though yeah, yeah. but Molly i do Groove. i do sure. like old rock stuff too so <laughs> it'd it. be a bunch of different things like loud enough where you can hear it walking by <laughs> but she doesn't care yeah yes. she's yes. like you want to say something say 100%. something in the batter's box let's 100%. go 100 <laughs> okay well, that kind of wraps up the questions that we had for you and the this or that. Um, Carlos, anything else from your chair for Becca right now before we kind of wrap everything up? No, nothing for me. Um, just for Ram Nation, as as you all well know, if you want to catch us or be on the Horns episode, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at SU Rams Official and our Facebook page, SU Ram Nation Official. Uh, Andy, what is our next episode going to be? Yeah, so next week we'll do, you know, since we're getting into spring sports more, we'll kind of morph into um, the, you know, kind of the original antenna beyond the horns where we'll, you know, for segment one, we'll kind of recap what went on, um, you know, what games went on over the weekend, talk about the Mainsfield series that we were just talking about um, and just kind of give our, our take on that. And then the second segment will actually be part two of Serafina uh, Martin's new team on the green. And I believe this episode is her interview with Chuck uh, Ingram, okay. I believe. So, nice. so, you know, you had Chauncey last week, Chuck this next week. So, uh, but yeah, next week that it'll be us and then Serafina Martin's new team on the green part two. Cool. Well, Becca, before we sign off, you got any shout outs or anything? I didn't forget this time. I'm, so I'm going gonna, gonna to <laughs> I'm so I'm giving her the floor. <laughs> I'm like a proud father. I mean, no direct shout out, but our thing for softball that we do is we throw horns up and we say Rams on top this year because that's hopefully where we end up planning to be. I like that. So, Rams on top. Rams on top. We're all doing the horns, but nobody <laughs> can see us. We're all like, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Rams on top. Love it. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks, Becca, for coming in and chopping it up with us. Um, from Andy, myself, and Becca. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.